On August 26, 1910, a girl was born in Albania to Nicole and Joanna File. At the age of eight, her father died. By the age of 12, she desired to enter religious life and become a missionary. When she turned 18, she moved to Ireland to join the religious sisters of Loretto. At the age of 19, she moved to India where she taught at a school. Two years later, in 1931, she made her first vows, taking the name Teresa. Six years later, at the age of 27, Teresa made her final vows. Later, she was placed in charge of the school. Even though she enjoyed teaching and caring for the children of the school, serving some 20 years there, the poverty of the city disturbed her more and more. At the age of 36, Teresa told many later, she received a call within a call. God called her to leave the convent and live among the poor. She obeyed this order from God and soon became, as many of us know her, Mother Teresa. Caring for the poor, she did. She established more than 600 communities in 123 different countries. She convinced communist leaders, received the Nobel Peace Prize, spoke to our U.S. congressmen, and attracted the eye of many across the world. She died at age 87. How did she do this? St. Teresa of Calcutta attended Mass daily and spent hours upon hours in adoration before the Holy Eucharist, the source of life. May 18, 1920, a boy, their youngest, was born to Carol and Amelia in Poland. At the age of nine, his mother died of kidney failure. Four years later, his older brother died. He was a vibrant youth, athletic, loved to study, and gifted in theater performance. At the age of 18, he entered a university in Krakow, studying the Polish language, literature, theater, and poetry. Over time, through the guidance of his father and others, it was clear that he was called to the priesthood. While he was in seminary, he was forced to go into hiding because the Nazi regime was taking over Poland. Once ordained a priest, he became known as Father Karol Watila. On July 4, 1958, he was ordained a bishop at the age of 38. As a bishop, he attended the Second Vatican Council. He was named a cardinal after the council and elected pope in 1978 at the age of 58. Be not afraid were the first words to the nations as Pope John Paul II. The Pope's presence in the world began the gradual and peaceful removal of the communism from Eastern Europe. He influenced the removal of the Berlin Wall. He stopped the war between the nations of Chile and Argentina and strove for the restoration of peace and the healing of division between major world religions. He died on the very Sunday he established Divine Mercy Sunday in 2005. How is he so influential across the world? St. John Paul the Great celebrated Mass daily and spent hours upon hours in adoration before the Holy Eucharist, the source of life. October 4, 1922, a girl was born in Italy to wealthy parents, Albert and Maria Beretta. 
She was the tenth of thirteen children, five of whom died at an early age. Thanks to the example of faith and Christian education by her parents, she was able to make her first Holy Communion at the age of five. From there forward, she was a daily communicant, attending daily Mass. After leaving home, she attended medical school, and in 1949, she received her doctorate in medicine and surgery. Six years later, at the age of 33, she married Pietro Mola and became known as Gianna Mola. The two of them traveled to Rome and across Europe for an extended honeymoon full of marital joy and Christian love. Together, they had four children. These pregnancies were difficult for Gianna, to say the least, yet she continued to work and care for others' health. She experienced hyperemesis, which means excessive vomiting during these pregnancies. She also experienced intestinal binding and dysfunction. It was during the first trimester of her final pregnancy that a tumor began to grow. She had few options. She could have had the tumor removed along with the child, which is permissible by the church in her circumstances. But being a doctor, surgeon, and faithful Christian, she did not want the life of the child to be taken so that she could live. She asked the surgeons to cut the tumor out while being sure not to harm the baby. The surgery was successful. She gave birth seven months later to a girl via cesarean section, but died seven days later because of an infection. She was canonized, a saint, on May 16, 2004. Since her death and through her intercession, many children have been saved from the perils of abortion. In our very own state, Warsaw, North Dakota, there is a maternity home named after her which provides care for single mothers and their children. This maternity home has saved a number of babies thanks to their care. How is she capable of so much courage and love? St. Gianna attended daily Mass and made many visits to the Holy Eucharist adoring in silence the Lord of Life our source. By the way, her image is going to be the, the, the middle stained glass window here, um, four windows down or four windows up. On April 6, 1901, a boy was born in Italy to Alfredo and Adelaide Frassati. His mother was a painter. His father was the owner of a newspaper and held different political positions. One was an Italian senator and another was ambassador to Germany. Pier Giorgio was the boy's name. Pier Giorgio was a likable young lad. At an early age, he developed a deep spiritual life which he never hesitated to share with his friends. At the age of 17, he joined the St. Vincent de Paul Society and dedicated much of his spare time to serving the sick and the needy, caring for orphans, and assisting the demobilized servicemen returning from World War I. He went to school to be a mining engineer. He was heavily involved in politics and society, and he loved mountain climbing. Pier Giorgio contracted polio 
which doctors later concluded he caught from the sick whom he cared for. Pierre died at the age of 24 on July 4, 1925. Pierre Giorgio's funeral was large. The streets of the city were lined with a multitude of people who were unknown to his family. These included the poor and the needy whom he had served so unselfishly for seven years. Many of these poor, in turn, were surprised to learn that Pierre was actually the child of the influential Sprasati family. How is he capable of so much energy, joy, and love for the poor? Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati attended Mass daily and made many visits to the Holy Eucharist adoring in silence, the source of life. I could go on telling stories like this, one after the other, after the other, after the other, of, of saints who have had a tremendous impact on society. And all of them have one thing in common. They knew where the energy came from. It didn't come from more busyness. It didn't come from more sleep. It didn't come from all these things that our culture says it comes from. It didn't come from spending a half hour on Facebook. It didn't come from, you know, watching the news or whatever it was that we go to when we want to have some time of rest. It came from here. It came from here. The one who is in the tabernacle. The one who comes to us at every Mass. They knew where their strength, life, and energy came from. It comes from the Holy Eucharist, Jesus himself. It's rather simple to become a saint, folks. Just draw as close as you can to Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. And you will be a saint. I know without a doubt you will be in heaven. As I have announced the last two weeks, we will soon be starting up Eucharistic exposition and adoration here on a regular basis. On the first Sunday of every month, we'll have it at the end of Mass. So this coming Sunday, we'll have it at the end of Mass uh, at both the Vigil Mass as well as the Sunday Mass. And then starting up on August 6th and every Thursday following, we're going to have 12 hours of Eucharistic adoration and exposition here in the church. It has been my prayer every day for a number of weeks now that we can start this here. The Lord has put it on my heart ever since I arrived that in order for a parish to be transformed, more people need to spend time in front of Jesus our God. And he will transform the parish. So I think it's time to start. As I looked at a good Thursday to start, I decided August 6th would be a, uh, a beautiful date. And I looked at the calendar, and what does it happen to be? The transfiguration of Jesus. What better day to begin that here? A few of you have already signed up, of which I am very grateful as of as, as of um, last evening, there were 12 people signed up. But we need more. We need at least 24, and even others who can fill in from time to time if someone is out of town or sick. I don't know if you want this, but I know Jesus wants this. He wants to transform our parish. 
Spending an hour with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament will draw you closer to heaven, to God, to sainthood, and it will help every person that you pray for and all the Christians across the world. Imagine how much more we would be capable of, how much more energy we would have if we spent more time in front of the Blessed Sacrament. It would change the world. I want to close with a quote from Mother Teresa. She says this, In our congregation, we used to have adoration once a week for one hour. And then in 1973, we decided to have adoration one hour every day. We have much work to do. Our homes for the sick and dying destitute are full everywhere. And from the time we started having adoration every day, our love for Jesus became more intimate, our love for each other more understanding, our love for the poor more compassionate, and we have doubled the number of vocations. Folks, I think that's the key to solving the world's problem. I shouldn't say I think I know it's the key to solving the world's problems. The closer we draw towards Jesus, all these effects take place in our lives too, in our families. We become more intimate with Jesus. We become more understanding of others. Our love for the less fortunate becomes increased. And of course, more people come to God. More vocations are built. So folks, um, there are, as I mentioned last week, there are a number of sheets in the back. Um, if the Lord is stirring your heart to pick one of the hours on there, there's different hours, please put your name down on the sheet, mark one of the hours, uh, and I'll be contacting you then, in the, in likely this week or the following week.